Good evening, good evening, everyone connected this wonderful evening. And you're welcome to the THN Giants Bible Study with Tom Wally. And such a great privilege to be online and to be connected this evening where we get to share God's word together. Permit me to ask you how your day has been. I've had a very, very wonderful day. Um, it's always a joyful thing when you make progress in the day. You know, when you when you set aside plans or things that you want to do and you get to achieve them, you feel excited, you feel fulfilled. That's how my day has been. And I trust you had a wonderful day as well, too. For those of you that are just getting back from work, for those of you that are just settling down in the house, for probably for those who are probably still at work, you know, or for somebody who didn't even have to step out of the house today, you've just been indoor, you know, just doing your thing, planning yourself and, you know, getting all things together for yourself. That's been wonderful, wonderful. We should, it's a, it's a good place as well to thank God for, for good health, for well-being. That's one thing I always thank the Lord for, for well-being, you know, for, 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 for the right state of mind, you know, and for those who, who are still, you know, battling with certain challenges or whatever it has, you know. I have a word for you this evening, and it's, there, there is a God of peace. There is a God of peace. There's a God who rules in the affairs of men. He will always step in. He will always step in. And it's amazing that in this month, he's, he's, he's challenged us. As he said to us, that is our month of prayer. And that's one of the best ways to communicate with him. That's one of the best ways to relate with him, to engage him. And just like I always tell people, your engagement with God determines your expectation. So help me this evening. Do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. You don't want to partake of this fellowship alone. So go ahead and share the link with friends and family. You know, wherever you know that's a member of the Avian Nation Church. Go ahead and share the link with them. Go ahead and uh, get them connected so that we can be we can be on board and be a part of the Giants Bible study together today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Uh, it's it's such a great privilege, you know, to, to be able to come together, to be in his presence, where we can get to share God's word together. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. So right now, I'm just going to lead us in a opening prayer. I'm just going to take a THN declaration. Then I'm going to have us... Uh, engage in a worship experience before i come back so that we can have fellowship with god's word together so we can get to learn from him what it is to cultivate a prayer life what it is to cultivate a prayer lifestyle it's something that has inspired me myself something that has inspired myself and i just want to share with you just like i shared in church on sunday so i'm just gonna go deeper gonna go deeper into this teaching so let's go ahead and say short of prayer together father lord i thank you Thank you for your children that are connected this evening. Thank you for this wonderful time that we're going to have together to fellowship and to learn from you. To learn what you want us to know. To learn what will help our relationship with you get better. Lord, we give you all the praise. In tonight's session, in tonight's teaching session, help us to learn something new. Help us to learn that which will help our relationship with you get better. Help us to be able to adjust ourselves in our relationship with you. So that we can relate with you more. As a child, we relate to the Father in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that anyone connected right now or thereafter is trusting you for in the area of their life, their finance, their health, their relationship, their family. Lord, we pray that you would stretch forth your mighty hand 
and bring about a solution to whatever it is that they could be trusting you for. Because in this season, we will experience your joy, we will experience your peace, we will experience your goodness in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that could be like a prayer point that seems to where we have put down that we are trusting you for, we declare the delivery of answers in the name of Jesus. Father, to you will be all the glory in the name of Jesus. Thank you for being a good father to us. Thank you for being a good father to us. Lord, we give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Amen. So let's take the THN declaration together. And you're just going to take this declaration with me this evening. We're going to take this declaration together this evening. Amen. Amen. Are you ready to take the declaration with me? Let's go ahead and take the THN declaration together. You're going to say, we have the heavy nation. We confess that we are the giants for Christ. We are taking over nations for Christ. We are unstoppable by the devil. We do not lack favor because we have favor with God and man. We have the mind of Christ and our steps are ordered of the Lord. We do not lack wisdom and guidance because we have the Holy Spirit. We are marvelously helped by God. We have the name that is above every other name, which is the name of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us and against the THN vision and mission in judgment shall be condemned. A thousand shall fall at our side, ten thousand at our right hand, but no evil shall prevail against us and against the vision. We strongly believe all of these things with our hearts and we confess all of these things with our mouth in the name of Jesus amen 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 so right now we're just going to have a worship experience and i'll come back to share the word with you so that we can have fellowship together so you can learn something new about what it is to cultivating a prayer life Oh, 
Amen. 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 So I'm just going to get straight into the word this evening. And I'm going to be teaching you what I've tied to cultivating a prayer life. Cultivating a prayer life. I want to plead with you this evening that you, you take out time to take notes. And you follow me deeply in the course of this teaching this evening. Because one of the things that is missing in our Christian walk, in our relationship with God, one of the reasons why we say we hardly get good communication from the Spirit of God, we hardly get good communication from God, one of the reasons why people tarry in the place, in the, in the, in the place of prayer and still don't get result, one of the reasons why people say, or people, people request or rely on other people praying for them, is because they actually don't have a prayer life. There is the place of prayer, and there is a prayer life. There is the place of prayer, and there is a prayer life. Jesus himself had a place of prayer. Jesus himself had a prayer life. So if you don't have a prayer life as a child of God, as a Christian, then something is wrong. You will not enjoy the full capacity of your relationship with God. You would not. And many of our times we're like, oh, he's, he's God of God. He knows, he, he knows our mind. He knows what I'm passing through. He's going to take care of me. He's going to see me through. But on the larger part of it, you still have to communicate. The Father's done so much. But it needs an interaction from you. It needs communication with you. That's why I said earlier, your engagement with God determines your expectation. And many of the times your expectation is not God giving you something new, but directing you to what He has already made available. I was growing up with my parents, and sometimes I just feel like taking uh, I feel like taking tea. Drinking tea like Milo, Bombita, or whatever it is, then. And I would just assume that we don't have in the house because there's a regular place where my mom keeps those beverages. So until I get to ask her, then she would tell me, go to the kitchen, check the top drawer behind the, 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 the flags, the blue flags, behind the red flags, or check behind this, uh, this, this place in the cupboard. And there and there, I will find the beverage there. So I will have deprived myself of fulfilling the desire of, of, of having that beverage at that point in time if I was thinking that we don't have the beverage in the house. That's the same way it is with our relationship with God. God has made everything available to us. But the more you interact with Him, He links you up to what He has already made available for you. In other words, you don't step into a new ground in your life and the journey towards greatness and in your destiny if you don't interact with the one who already designed your life. So every engagement with God determines your expectation. You are stuck in that place where you are because you are not interacting with the maker of your life. That was why before Jesus would do anything, he would always get to interact with his father. He will always get to interact with his father. He will always get to know the mind of his father concerning the thing. He will always get to let his father know, know, know his intention, what he intends to do. 
That's why I give the definition in church on Sunday, and I'm going to say it again, being the Giants Bible study, that prayer is spiritual communication between man and God. It's not a fleshy communication. It's a spiritual communication between man and God. A two-way relationship in which man would not only talk, but man will also give room to listen to God. Prayer is complete communication, focus, and attention to God. Is the maker of your life, is the one that designed you, is the one that knows what is next for you, is the one that sees the future that you're yet to step into. You have to relate with Him. You have to cultivate that good habit. They are bad habits, they are good habits. You have to cultivate that good habit where you get to interact with God. That's why tonight we're talking about cultivating a prayer life and i'm being honest with you this evening this is a challenge for me myself because many of the times we find too many people who are spiritual and say oh i don't need to spend time in place of prayer oh once i once i worship i'm fine oh once i read my bible i'm fine once i step into it the anointing is there no you still got to communicate and in the midst of this communication your relationship is checked your relationship with God is checked. And when you say check, it's not God checking your relationship with Him. It's you checking your relationship with God. Just the same way, PlayStation will not communicate with you to update your device. You have to keep check with PlayStation and check when new updates are available and you upgrade. You update it. That's the way it is. He is God. You are the one that have to keep updating your relationship with him. You have to keep checking. Am I doing the right thing? Am I on track with my master? Am I on track with my father? Your intentions are checked every time you communicate. What are you? What, what's the message you intend to pass across? That's why I, I, I said on Sunday, and I'm going to say it here again: the the best place to express the, 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 the best person to expose your nakedness to is not your friend, is not your brother, is not your sister, is not your spouse. It's your God. In the place of prayer, expose your nakedness to Him. Let Him see how weak you are. And just like I said, God already gave you his weakness. That's his authority. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says none of his word will come back to him void. That's God's weakness. That's, God, that, that's God's straight point. He's giving you the access. You have my authority. So you will be stupid to hide your nakedness from the one who can bring you out of the point of being weak to the place of strength. And that's why I always kick against those who go about on social media or those who first interact with their friend before interacting to God. So before you come to your pastor to tell him what you're passing through, have you spoken to your God? Who is the, have, you, have, you, have you spoken to your God who is just a man of God and not a God of man? You have to communicate with your God first. And the more you communicate with him, you move from the standpoint of relating to him as God and you relate to him as Father because God is just a position. Father is a relationship. God is just a position, but Father is a relationship. Your motives are checked. Your motives are checked. Your motives. Many of the times we, we, we present prayer points or we communicate to God on certain levels because of what you saw. Or you saw your friend riding a Range Rover, then you went to God and said, Father, change my car. The first question is, if you didn't see the Range Rover, you wouldn't ask for a change of car. Now your account expectations are checked as well. If you communicated with God, do you believe you can do it? 
That's why every time Jesus performed the miracle, Jesus will always tell them, do you believe I can do these things? It's good enough to ask him in a place of prayer. Do you believe he can do what you've asked him? Do you believe you can do what, 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 he can do what you've requested? That's why you got to listen to him. That's why you got to listen to him. If you, didn't, if you didn't get any message, you didn't get any direction, you didn't get any, any clue from whatever you interacted with him about, then you got to keep speaking. You have to keep speaking just like when you're speaking to your parents and they're not giving you listening here. You keep speaking because you know what you want. You spoke to them in the living room, they didn't listen to you. You go meet them in the kitchen, they didn't listen to you. You go to them in the bedroom, they didn't listen to you. When it's time for devotion in the morning and they say, oh, it's time for you to pray, you tell them, that. can I have you something before I pray? You just have to get their attention. Let me tell you something. You have the authority, you have the capacity to get the attention of God. That's why the Bible says, if you seek me, you'll find me. If you seek me, you will find me. Stop waiting for God to find you. You got to seek God. You got to seek God. Your account expectations, they are checked as well. And tonight we're talking about cultivating a prayer life. I just had to give that foundation so you understand what we're stepping into this evening. In the book of Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18, Luke chapter 18 from verse 1 to 5. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1 to 5. Very, very interesting, interesting uh, message right there that you have to pay attention to. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1 to 5. Let's read. And Jesus told the disciples a parable to show them that they should, they should always pray and not give up. You see that? They should always pray and not give up. They should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain time, there was a huge judge who was neither who, who neither feared God nor cared what the people thought. And there was a widow, listen, in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care, for what or care about what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, so that every, you see why, where we can say here, that every time you pray, you're commanding the attention of God. So the reason why you don't feel God in your space is because you're not communicating enough. They said for some time he refused, but he finally said to himself, even though I do not fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice. Listen to why he says she will get justice. So that she won't eventually come and attack me. It gets to a point in your communication, consistent communication with God. You will get the attention of the heavens. You will get the attentions of the heavens. And when you get the attentions of the heavens, trust me, God is already involved. God is already involved. So you see, this is a normal human being right here, a ruler, a leader, a king, a judge. I've been the thing that if I don't settle the case of this person, she's more than likely to come back to attack me. Just like when you, when you, are, you grew up with your parents, they knew that they did not bring that thing that you said to them in the morning. They knew they would not have a rest of mind at night when they get back home. I would always trouble my dad when he comes back home on the weekend on a Friday to take us out. He knew that he would not enjoy his rest until he has taken us out. So sometimes he would, he would have to promise and tell us, see, I'm tired. It's Friday. I just came back from a long trip. Let's do Saturday night. 
and he, and my dad would have left home in the morning or afternoon just to hang out with friends. He knew that he could not afford to sleep very well in the night Saturday night if he had not taken myself and my sister out to have fun. He knew we would disturb him. He knew we wouldn't get that good sleep. Not that we we're going to trouble him as such as that, but he would just know that these children are not happy. And trust me, I'm saying this to you with all boldness, not just as a pastor, but as one who, is a, who, who has experienced this on countless times. God does not want to see you unhappy. God does not want to see you unhappy. As a matter of fact, if you understand the scriptures at the beginning in Genesis, Adam never poured out a complaint to God. God had to look out for him. So can I say this to you? God has a place of always looking out for you. So you will be wrong not to communicate with him. God wants you to communicate with him. God wants you to have a prayer relationship with him. God wants you to have a consistent spiritual communication with him. That's why I say to you that praying with understanding is simply a check on your engagement with God. God wants you fully engaged with him. God wants you fully engaged with him. God wants to rule in your affairs. God wants to dominate your space. Not kick you out of the space, but help you in your space. And now I'm going to say this as well. That the reason why you're not getting answers in the prison of prayer. Someone says, Pastor Tomorrow, but I, I pray, but I don't hear. Now I'm going to tell you why. The reason why you don't get answers in the place of your prayers, it's either because you're not communicating the right way, or you're not waiting to listen to your God. It's either you're not communicating the right way. Anytime I'm trying to ask my uncle something, back then I was growing up, he would tell me, speak in clear English. What does that mean? Don't try to beat around the bush. Say this, say the way it is on your mind. I'm hungry means I'm hungry. Don't say I can't find food in the house. That's an attack on the personality of the person who is the head of the home. Say I'm hungry, then they'll fix the food for you. But when you say there's no food in the house, that you, you, you just spoke back on the person's authority. And that's what some of us do in the place of prayer. Your prayer is like an attack to God. Your prayer is like an attack to God. You have to speak in clear terms. Father, I am not content with this position I have. I need a better place. Then it will fix it. It will fix it. But rather, we find people praying prayers like, Father, anyone holding my glory? Did God tell you somebody's holding on to your glory? Because we have this assumption that the reason why we're not making progress in life, the reason why things are not working well for us, is because one brother, one sister, one auntie, one uncle in the village is holding your glory. Did God tell you that he has given the affairs of your glory to somebody else to keep for you? That means you're not even a good steward of your glory if your glory can be in the hands of somebody else. That means your glory is not that precious to you for you to let it go to the hands of somebody else. So you got to speak in clear terms. That's why when you hear me pray, I say it exactly the way it is in my mind. You don't try to play God in the place of your communication. Don't try to act too official. Be simple. Be plain. Jesus did not pray anything stupid or anything kind of ambiguous. Jesus said, Father, can this God pass over me? Jesus didn't say otherwise. He spoke his mind. He spoke his mind in the place of prayer. Speak your mind. Say the way it is. If you know there is a boss that is injuring you from getting promoted, mention his name in the place of prayer. Father, it is Mr. John that is stopping me from getting promoted. Father, visit him. Father, touch his heart. Say it. 
Say it. Don't go about in a place of prayer. And you're trying to say, Father, every power that is holding my promotion. Come on. Mr. John does not have that kind of power to hold your promotion. Mr. John is just simply trying to get your attention. Is why you're not getting promoted. So God can speak with him. That was why every time Moses went to Pharaoh, he said to him, who sent him? And Pharaoh could relate. Pharaoh knew that truly it's God who sent you to me. Don't go about addressing God in a place of prayer and you're trying to sound spiritual. You're already speaking to a spiritual God. You're already speaking to a spirit. Sorry to say that. You're already speaking to a spirit. So be, 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 be real. Be real. If someone is by your side right there, you're connected together. Tell the person, be real. Be real in the place of prayer. Be real in the place of prayer. The most accurate head measurement of your spiritual life is your prayer life. It's your prayer life. And I'll say this again. You are in a confused state because you don't have a prayer space. Because prayer is not something you can bank. I explained that in church on Sunday. You put 500 January in a GT savings account on the 1st of January. You go back there December. You're most likely going to be holding the banks some money. That's the way it works. Many other things. See, let, 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 me, let me say this to you this, this evening uh, 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 as a pastor. You can take clues. Let me say it that way. You can take clues and considerations from physical things to address spiritual things. That's why the Bible says whatever you bind on half is bound in heaven. Or whatever you lose on earth is loosed in heaven. You can get wisdom from physical things and use them to relate with spiritual things. That's why every time Jesus spoke or you got a, a, a clue in the scripture, it says if your earthly father, if you will not ask your earthly father for fish and give you stone, how much more me God? God had to use earthly things to relate things to us and there are places where he used heavenly things to relate things to us that's a higher level of wisdom so ask yourself that question if i say 50 naira or 500 naira in a gt savings account am i going to be the same 500 naira when i go back a year after am i going to be more or less you are more than likely going to meet less or they'll rather call you and say they want to close down your account so there is nothing like prayer band. It's prayer investment because prayer is an investment with daily returns. Every time you communicate with God, God communicates back to you. Every time you communicate with God, God communicates back to you. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. So going back to our anchor scripture that we use, Luke 18, 1 to 5. And Jesus said to the disciples a parable to show them that they ought to always pray. Not sometimes pray. Not often pray. Always pray and not give up. Don't give up on your communication with God. Sooner or later you're going to get his attention. Don't give up on your communication. That's how to grow. That's how to grow. Can I say this to you? Anytime I wanted to ask something for my, for my mom especially, and I tell her in a particular way on Monday, I do not tell her the same way on a Tuesday. I say it differently because I'm trying to pass a message across. I'm trying to get a result. That's how you grow. That's how you grow. Because for you to go back the next day with a different approach, it means you've grown. It means something tells you that the way you said it yesterday was probably not good enough. Always pray. That's what Jesus said. That's what the master is saying. 
They should always pray and not give up. And not give up. That's why in James chapter 5 verse 16 to 18, it says, Therefore confess your sin to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Another translation will say the fervent prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So the, cons- the consistency in your communication makes you powerful and effective in other words it gets the attention of god god is not is is not gonna push it more with somebody who probably communicates with him once a year some of us only communicate to god on our birthday that's when you pour out your special request some of you only communicate to god in the days of trouble god wants you to communicate with him even when things are fine and when things are not fine because he's the only God that can fix him. That's how you cultivate a prayer life. You cultivate a prayer life based on your intent to be consistent in your communication with God. That's how it works. A good example was Elijah. If you read that James 5, 16 to 18. He said Elijah was just a human being. Now Elijah was not a spirit-filled being. Now you are a spirit being. You are a spirit filled. Elijah did not have the Holy Spirit. Now you have the Holy Spirit. God lives in you. Elijah didn't have God speaking, living in him. And the Bible says, he said Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. He prayed earnestly. Not the one time thing. Not a, not, not, not a casual thing. Earnestly. He was determined to get results. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. And again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and they had produced crops. Your consistency in the place of prayer matters a whole lot. So you got to cultivate a prayer life. You have to have a prayer lifestyle. You can't be a casual Christian. You can't just communicate with God like you're communicating with your slave or you're communicating with a stranger. Can I say this to you this evening? If you treat God like a stranger, you get strange results. And sometimes strange results are not what you're expecting. Strange results are things that just makes you think like, wow, so all efforts wasted. But if you communicate with God like a friend, you're going to get friendly results. Friendly results are desiring. Friendly results gets you happy, gets you excited. That's why you see, that's why you have some friends who ask you, am I still your best friend? Because you hardly communicate with them. You hardly communicate with them. Treat God like a friend. Communicate with God like a friend. I had to look up the definition of fervent. Fervent means display passionate intensity. How passionate are you in the place of prayer? How intense are you? Do you just talk to God like you're talking to an any other person? Are you intentional about what you're saying? Do you really mean what you're saying? If you really mean what you're, what, what you're saying to God, then you will want to get a response. You will want to get a response. If truly you need that school fees and you're asking your mom, you want to hear what she has to say. You're not just going to say, hey, mom, I need school fees. It's closing up next week and you walk away. No, you want to hear what she has to say. Is she going to pay the school fees or has she paid the school fees or she wants you to pay the school fees? So how serious you are with your education determines how much you communicate about your fees with your parents. 
how bad you want the job shows how much you're going to show up. How bad you want the change of level shows how much you're going to spend in a place of prayer communicating with your God who can change your level. It's the one that can bring one out of a dung hill. He's the one that can turn you from a slave to a prince that can and place you above principalities and powers. So it's a display of passionate, passionate intensity. You gotta be intense about it. Fervent prayer is a deep, focused, and passion-filled petition to God. Passion. You got to be passionate. Your prayer life is not complete. Its passion is not involved. Just as God's response to you is not complete if he doesn't show you compassion. Every time Jesus performed any all miracles that he did during his time, the Bible says Jesus had compassion on them. And the compassion came because the people showed how passionate they wanted a healing. The people showed how passionate they wanted a healing. They showed how bad they wanted to get up on their feet and work. That man had to shout, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus had to turn around. Jesus had to turn around. The display of your passion, but the extension of God's compassion to you. I'm going to say that again. The display of your passion makes God extend his compassion towards you. So God has not been compassionate to you enough because your passion is off. You don't show how bad you want it. You don't show how bad you need it. You are not serious in your communication. You are not serious in the way you speak. You are not being realistic. You are not being true. You do not have consistency with your communication life. You do not have consistency with your prayer life. You are on and off. You talk today, you don't talk tomorrow. You talk anyhow, you talk casually tomorrow. You, 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 it doesn't show how serious you are. A good prayer life gets you serious in your relationship with God. You got to keep praying. You don't just pray one and move on. You keep at it. Let me tell you something. You see, consistency in your prayer life shows how disciplined you are. That's the truth. You got to be disciplined. Cultivate a prayer life as a discipline in your life. When you're disciplined, you're focused. That's why I said prayer is complete focus to God. When you're disciplined, you're focused. When you're disciplined, you're passionate. When you're disciplined, you're serious. When you're disciplined, you don't beat around the bush. When you're disciplined, you don't play games. When you're disciplined, you're faithful. You're a faithful steward. Don't just pray once and move on. You have to keep at it. You have to keep praying. That's what Jesus said. He wants, you see, he said, he said, we ought to pray always and not faint. Don't pull out in a place of prayer. Don't pull out. Stay there. Cultivate a prayer space. Stay there. Communicate with him always. Always. 
Communicating to God is not until you break your head, but it is when you use your head. Consider that again. Communicating with God is not until you break your head, but it's when you use your head. It is not until you shout. Because when God is even speaking back to you, God is not going to shout. But you just got to be real. You want God to be real with you? Then be real with God. You want God to be real with you? Then be real with God. Fervent prayer keeps your heart inclined towards God and His blessings. The communication of prayer deepens your love for God. The more you communicate with God, the more you love God. The more you communicate with God, the more you love God, the more you get closer to God. The more you have a life with God. Many of us don't have a life with God. That's the essence of tonight's teaching. Many of us don't have a life with God. We don't even know the bearing of our relationship with God. We don't know the standing of our relationship with God. We don't even know if we're on the Lord's side. I'm sorry to say that to you this evening. Some of us don't know if we're on the Lord's side. We don't know. That's how the Bible says if the Lord be for us. The Lord is not for everybody. The Lord is not even, so some people are not even on the Lord's side. I'm about to say the Lord is not even for everybody right now. If the Lord be for us, that's a conviction. Who can be against us? You have to be sure for yourself that the Lord is for you. And the only place you can check that is why I said in the place of prayer, your relationship with God is checked. Fervent prayer would maintain a willingness in you to grow. That's why I said you ask your mom for money on Monday. She didn't respond to you, but you knew that you know that you need that money so bad. The way you're going to communicate with her on a Tuesday will be different from the way you said it on Monday. Probably Monday you said it casually. Tuesday you're going to be serious. You're going to tell her what you want to use the money for. You're probably going to look for your friend to help you add to what you're about to say. You're probably going to show her the picture, mom, this is what I really want to use the money to buy. It's going to close on this day. I need to get it this way. I need transfer pay for this. That's why I asked you for money yesterday. You're going to remind her about what you said. They said, mommy, I'm sorry for how I spoke to you yesterday, but I really need this thing so bad. That's growth. That's growth. Prayer will maintain the willingness in you to grow and be changed. Once you stop praying, you stop growing. Once you stop praying, you stop caring. Once you stop praying, once you stop communicating with God, you stop loving. But if you keep praying, your heart will grow more and more. You get much more closer to God. And lastly, as I close tonight, cultivating a prayer life. If you keep praying, you keep loving. If you keep praying, you keep loving. If you keep praying for God's people, you will grow to love God's people. And guess what? The more you love God's people, it shows how much you love God. Some of us don't have love for God's people. Your concern is how God will clear people so that things can get well for you. And I'm going to say this to you this evening. God does not have to kill someone to get you to be successful. God does not have to kill somebody to lift you up. So stop praying for the downfall of others because you want to get lifted. That's not a good prayer life. Stop injuring the progress of others because you want to progress. That's not a prayer life. If you keep praying for God's help and blessings in your life, 
you will grow in love. You get to love God more. And as I close tonight, in cultivating a prayer life, what it really helps you do, it helps you get closer to God. When you have a prayer life, when you're consistent in the place of communication to God, it helps you to grow. It helps you to love God more. It brings God closer to you. It brings God to dominate your space. It helps you to know the mind of God. It helps you not to be tossed around by the devil or the challenges of life. It helps you keep your mind on your father. It helps you to know the right thing to do. So you're not confused. That's why I said earlier on Sunday and I'm saying it again this evening. You're in a confused state because you don't have a prayer life. You're confused in anything that you have to do. You're confused if this guy is the one to get married to. You're confused if this job is what you want to do. You're confused if this is the school you want to go to. You're confused if you need to go for your master's or PhD. You're confused if this is how to go about life because you don't have a prayer life. If you have a prayer life, your father will direct you. Your father will direct you. Your father will tell you what to do. Your father will speak to you. He will never let you get stuck. It will never let you get stranded. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. He said, I will, neither, I will not leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will not leave you nor forsake you. That scripture, that promise, will only be effective for those who have consistent communication with God. And I hope this evening that you have a change of heart and you develop a prayer space for your God. You develop a prayer life. You tell yourself you can do better in your communication with God. And we have a God that answers prayers. He will hear you. He will help you. We extend his hand of mercy towards you and draw you close again. And I've a better relationship with you where you get to communicate with your father just like you're talking to your best friend that is by your side and the Lord will help each and every one of us including myself that our relationship with him will get better in the name of Jesus and the next one minute I want to give you an opportunity to just go ahead and part your heart to your father it's a good place to say Lord I'm sorry it's a good place to pray and ask for mercy it's a good place to ask for his help. Just in case you missed it in that relationship with him. Just in case you haven't communicated with him enough. Just in case you have not been real with him in the place of your communication to God. Say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Help me in my relationship with you. Help me in my communication with you. Help me to pray more. Help me to always pray. Help me to always spend time with you. Help me to always seek your face. Help me not to be able to do anything without your consent. In the name of Jesus, help me to do the right things. Help me to patiently wait in the place of prayer. Help me not to be too casual with you or too complacent with you. Help me to be passionate with the things of God. Help me to be passionate in my communication and my relationship with you. So that I can experience your compassion. So that I can experience your love. So that I can experience your touch. 
so that you can speak to me just the way you want to be communicating with me. So that my relationship with you can be real. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. And Father, I pray for your people that are connected this evening from wherever across. I pray that you will have mercy on us. And that you will help us. Wherever, whatever case, wherever it is that we've missed it in our relationship with you. Whoever has a turned off prayer life, we pray that it comes back to life. You help us to communicate with you like we should. Help us to pray more. Help us to spend time with you. Help us to have a prayer life. Help us to be real with you, just as you are real to us. In the name of Jesus. Help us to grow in our relationship with you. And stop acting like babies. And stop acting like non-entities. Help us to understand you just the same way you understand us. Help us to run to you just the same way you stretch forth your hands to receive us. Help us to love you just, the, just like the way you love us. Help us to always seek your face. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining tonight's giant Bible study. I want to give you an opportunity. An opportunity to give to the Lord. Give of your tithes, your offering, your seed, your pledges. Whatever it is the Lord has laid in your heart. A link is going to be displayed in the chat room session. Which gives you access to give to the ministry from wherever part of the world you, you're listening from. From the comfort of your home. You get to give into the ministry. You also get to follow us on all our social media platforms. You also get to, 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 to fellowship with us on our Jan Praise every Monday at 6 a.m. The Bible study like we just had today every Wednesday at 7 p.m. on our Sunday service, which, which we have a live service, a physical service at Shama Hall, Ring Road, Ibadan, every 9 a.m., 9 a.m. every Sunday. And you can always get to reach out to our ministry lines. We have our call care line. You can reach out to any of the two numbers that you'll see in the church room session if you need for prayers, for counseling, or for membership. And if you'd like to have a virtual meeting, or a physical meeting with our lead pastor, you know, you can go on on, 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 on my website, www.oliantomoa.com to schedule an appointment. And I'll be glad to reach you. I'll be glad to communicate with you. I'll be glad to share God's word with you. I'll be glad to relate with you as a brother and as a pastor. And just as the Lord will keep doing mind-blowing things in your life, you want to share your testimony with us. We also have a email address where you can send us the testimonies. I will be so glad to publish it so that the world can see what God has done for you. And don't forget to follow us on all our social media accounts at THN Church and at Olien Tomorrow. And just to let you know this evening that I love you and I celebrate you. Have a blessed night.
Oh, I will belong to you. 